a mic check. Oh, that was a mic check. Beep, 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 beep. Solatino. Do a deer, a female deer, ray, a drop of golden sun. Boyson, are you on our level with us here? A name I call myself. Fa, a long, long way to run. So, a needle and a thread. <laughs> La, the note that follows so. <laughs> Tea, <laughs> drink with jam and bread. That bring us back to do. I'm really bad at doing it backwards. <laughs> so just stop it. That brings us back to do. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey guys. Hi, Hi friends. <laughs> Hi. Um, I have no. a joke I've been waiting to tell you. Uh-oh. You do? Yeah. You know I love a good joke. I hope I hope I don't offend people, but here we go. Okay. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you call a psychic little person that escapes from prison? Psychic little person that escapes from prison. I don't know. So a psychic is oh, another name for a medium. She's going to try to solve this. <laughs> and escape from prison is, what's another name for a man who has escaped from prison? I just want prison? to hear the punchline. <laughs> I don't want to try to figure it out. Don't ask me questions. It's if you a don't rhetorical want to give you an question. Answer. That's what she's, a joke is. She's on a roll. It's a medium something. Felon? I don't know. Are you ready for the answer? Yes. Uh, uh, Lindsay's <clears throat> done with me, so yes. It is a small medium at large. I was on a roll. At large, yes. We could have come up with that. <laughs> it's funnier when she just tells me the punchline. I'm so disappointed. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I'm disappointed in my joke. No, I love your joke. I'm disappointed in Lindsay. Oh. Me? I'm sorry. Whenever you tell a joke, nobody ever is like, let me figure this out. No, the proper Actually, response I, is, I, what? I, I don't know. What? No, that's like you're not interested, but you're interested if you actually try and go along with the story. <laughs> you were very close. I thank you. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. What's Clever. Your do you have joke? any more? Yeah, I do. I do have a, another joke. Um, what do you say when you when you touch Dwayne Johnson's behind? I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the Rock. <laughs> She's gonna try to figure this one out too. Something Always. about the Rock. Uh, uh, no, got it. <sighs> you reached rock bottom. Rock. God damn it. <laughs> I was close with the rock. Seeing that fun? No. I just wanted to tell me. Isn't that fun? You got the rock. <laughs> you almost got it right. <laughs> you missed most of it, but you got one word. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. Well done. Okay. That's, that's all I have for you. Thank that's you. over. It's over. Slow clap. Slow clap for you. My comedian career is short-lived. That was a fast clap. <laughs> Com- comedian. <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah, that feels insulting. <laughs> yeah, a slow clap is very sarcastic and rude. Lucy doesn't tell- like loud noises. <laughs> Why would you tell me to give her a slow clap? I thought you were going to like quietly golf clap. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> can I clap for myself? <laughs> you can. You can always clap for yourself. Do you guys have any jokes for me? Um, rude. Okay, I have one. Okay. Knock, knock. Uh-oh. Who's there? <laughs> 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 I don't want to come you in. You guessed too much already. It's my turn. 
interrupting Cal. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I already said I didn't want to come in. It's your turn. Interrupting. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> I've been trying to teach my daughter that, and they go, interrupting Cal who? And she, like, <laughs> stares there and just stands there. And like 10 seconds later, she goes, moo! I'm like, nope, nope. Now you gotta interrupt them. Your delivery is so off. Obviously, you haven't shown them in that response. I have not. How to do it. Otherwise, it'd be very clear. No, she doesn't get it. She tries. Her brain just can't Although, keep up. to be fair, that's a weird joke. It's I'm, been around for a long time. I think it's hilarious. Thank okay, you very all right. much. <laughs> favorite joke. I wouldn't say that's my favorite joke. That's just the first joke that came to my head. I don't have a favorite joke. Are we supposed to have favorite jokes? I, I just have like jokes that I can remember. That's the rock's one. butt? The rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that one. I think Boyston is Googling a joke right now. No, I have one, but I, I can't remember what it was. The only other one I really know is how do you make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it. That's correct. <laughs> you put a little boogie in it. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a favorite joke? I, I, sure, let's put that as my favorite joke. You want to know my joke? Yes. I'd love to. <clears throat> How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? Oh, oh, wait. Follow wait, the Fresh Prince. <laughs> you follow the Fresh Prince. Yes, I saw that joke. You were supposed to guess it. You were I'm supposed so to say How? Oh, now somebody likes guessing the joke answers. I have the turntables. <laughs> wicka, wicka. I love him. <laughs> So, Lindsay had a really great Uh-oh. week at work oh. this week. Yeah? Why is she that? got a surprise. It's my surprise. It was me. Oh, yes. So, Voidston, we were really short-staffed Tuesday night. And yes. I haven't seen her in, like, a week. And she comes in and works half of the shift with me Aww. until 7 a.m., which never happens anymore. It was like old times. I know. And what were your two reasons for wanting to come in and work? Uh, so I could have Friday off, but also so I can work with Lindsay. Yes, that was one of her reasons. I was like, oh, thank you for choosing me. It's a reason to stay up all night. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Very sweet. I know. Thank you. I can be nice sometimes. So was we sat by each other and we just got to work together and that never happens anymore. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was wonderful. She told me what to do. It was great. <laughs> I like that. I asked you too. for like two things. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What are we talking about tonight? True crime. I love it. That was beautiful. Thank you. you guys did so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We are. We are talking about true crime. We each picked our own stories to tell. So let's spin the wheel. Let's just get right down to it. And here we go. Yay! I never get to go first. Oh my god. It's me. Mark this day in history. June 18th. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, well, this oh, is oh, for the happening. next one. This okay. is for the next one. It's Lindsay. Yay! Oh, okay. <laughs> Middle of the pack. Congrats. Average. My whole life. Could you spin it again <laughs> to confirm that I'm last? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's spinning right now. So we're going to talk you. about... <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I wanted, a celebration. <laughs> I know you. You wanted to see like, Sarah! Thank you! I'm included! <laughs> they love me! The FOMO is real. <laughs> I know. All right. Where are we going? Let's start. We're going to go to... <clears throat> 
Tell me your, give me your best New York accent saying New York. Nope. New York. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Lindsay? <laughs> you put me on the spot with accents. I always sound defensive. Hey, I... <laughs> you said defensive. Offensive. Oh. <laughs> New York. <laughs> you know, that wasn't bad. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> oh. That might be a little bit into the Boston area, but... Dang it. Oh. No, I, I still really love the um, enthusiasm. I tried. It's better than mine. So, have you ever heard What's of... What's yours? No, no, no. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Your turn. I haven't practiced. Um, oh, okay. Neither did we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the build-up is so great. I'm so uncomfortable. You know I don't like performing. Well, you did this for us. I know. That was for my entertainment. I but jumped now- right in there. I'm like, New York. <laughs> you did. Now I'm not entertained. All right, New York. Do it. New York. <laughs> sounded like you put in a deeper voice. It's you, but deeper. <laughs> I couldn't come Hello, in. Sarah. <laughs> it's me, Sarah, from New York. You sound angrier. Well, yeah. That's, are you I angry think New Yorkers New York? are angry. <laughs> you don't think so? I think. The, ca- the cab drivers with their arms out the window shaking their hey. fist. I mean, I get angry in traffic, and I can't imagine New York traffic. That was why you had a really great New York accent. <laughs> Thank you. Here's one. That Here's- was an undercut of a compliment if I ever heard one. I was just stating a fact. You are an uh, angry person. So aggressive, you a great you're an New aggressive driver, and I you am. have a good New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> You'd make a terrible cab driver, though, like, <laughs> hey! Not want to drive there. <laughs> hey! Get out of the way! <laughs> Thank you. Am I Italian? Am I from Boston? You'll never know. It's a surprise. I'm not from the Midwest, so. It's going to scooch on right by you. Excuse me, car. Do you ever catch catch yourself like, oh, oh, excuse me. I say oh all the time. time. Oh, sorry. To an elevator. And I wasn't even born in the Midwest. (laughs) And I say, I'm going to scooch on right past you all the time. Yes. When I'm in the, like, nurse's station, I'm trying to get past. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to scooch right past you. Uh, Excuse I'm like, me. Excuse oh, me. I'm going to squeeze by. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, sorry about that. It's always me. <laughs> to the <laughs> elevator. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Excuse sorry, me. Sorry, elevator. Sorry about that. <laughs> We're just problems. so nice. Is that what it is? Yeah. We're just all really insecure, I think. <laughs> yes, I think oh, sorry. Too. Pardon me. <laughs> sorry to be an inconvenience in this world. <laughs> sorry for existing. <laughs> Sorry for needing to do my job. <laughs> Sorry for trying to get to my seat. <laughs> All right. New York. Right, New York. We're here. <laughs> here we are. Detour. We're there. <laughs> have you ever heard of the name Bert Bugash? I have not. Oh, my gosh. I have not. <laughs> I think I think that's a no. <laughs> <clears throat> How about the documentary called Crazy Love? No. It sounds familiar. Okay, we're getting somewhere. So <laughs> we're getting closer. We? <laughs> <laughs> Not for you, for me. I'm warm. I'm still You're at, cold. at level zero. You're still in Antarctica. <laughs> You're cold. You're freezing. So fill me in. Burton Pugash was born in 1927 in the Bronx to a Russian immigrant. He graduated from Brooklyn <laughs> Law School in 1950 and was a successful negligence lawyer. He was apparently pretty wealthy. He owned a nightclub, a four-seat plane, which if you have two, you're not wealthy, but if you have four. Four-seater. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have a plane, you are wealthy. Has to have four seats. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only have a two-seater. <laughs> Who the hell are you? He also had a powder blue Cadillac. Ooh. So in 1959 in the Bronx, 
32-year-old Bert Pagosh and 21-year-old Linda Riss developed a romantic relationship. All right. Is this the, the love the documentary talks the crazy, about? Is this the crazy love? <laughs> the love that's crazy. I'm getting somewhere now. It is, and it's gonna get wild it's gonna get crazy so (laughs) you just gonna send it like delilah Delilah. (laughs) i know we've talked about her before on the show yeah you're like it's gonna get crazy (laughs) yeah it's just like the documentary love the love's gonna get crazy all right i'm ready um so they developed a romantic relationship but it was short-lived because linda soon found out that bert actually had a wife and a daughter (laughs) Second life. But when she tried to break things off with him, Bert got very upset and threatened to hurt or even kill her if she ever left him. He he told her, if I can't have you, no one else will have you. And when I get through with you, no one else will want you. Trash. He is such trash. That's not very nice. That is some manipulative behavior. So that wasn't very nice of him to say. It was not. Um, she Thumbs reported down. the threat to the police, Good but girl. it went nowhere. Of course. <laughs> um, Linda moved on quickly and became engaged to another man. So this obviously didn't sit well with Bert, who in turn hired, quote, three goons. Goons. Sorry, what? Three goons. Henchmen. Okay. Like, what the hell is a goon? <laughs> you don't know what a goon is? I mean, like, I call people a goon when they're acting a fool. Is that what you mean? Hmm. Fools? They're like hitmen, kind of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Apparently, like, I've been using that word wrong. <laughs> I think it, I think it's like <laughs> is mean, it mob term? Yeah, like a goon. Yeah, they're, they're like they're they're secure. They're bodyguards. They're they're people that actually do definitely. Been they're using doers, that word wrong. and then no, there's people like, that tell you who to, what to do. Like slang wise, yes, you're right. Like we okay. call people a goon, like when they're being like goofy or okay, All messing right. things up. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it in that term. <laughs> You got it. You're being no. such a goon right now. <laughs> that is the correct usage. <laughs> so these guys threw lie in Linda's face, oh, no. leaving her blind in one eye, nearly blind in the other, and permanently scarred. So this ended her dreams of having a career as an artist, unfortunately, and there wasn't really a question who was behind it, although he insisted that they were only supposed to beat her up, not disfigure her. Or blind her. Mm-hmm. So, this is sounding more familiar now. Bert was convicted and spent the next 14 years in prison, during which time he continuously wrote to Linda. So fast forward those 14 years in prison, he's released. He's disbarred because now he has a felony conviction. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he turns to Linda, and they resume their previous relationship and even got married. Linda, no. Linda. <sighs> Linda. Linda, listen. Sounds like Linda, though, is in a toxic relationship, and they go back to their abusers. That's sad. That's a sad fact. You know, it's interesting you say that, because they ended up co-writing a book in 1976 named A Very Different Love Story. I'd say. That's and one word for it. the tagline reads, Bert and Linda Pugash's intimate account of their triumph over tragedy. The tragedy that he caused. Sounds intriguing, right? I can't wait to read it. Would I you read it? Wait. No. But I don't read books. I, so I'm torn. I would want to read it because it sounds interesting and because I'd want to read from their point of view. Mm-hmm. I would not want to read it because I don't want to give them any money or give them any publicity like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of, if you're interested, 
Just check out Amazon where the paperback version will set you back $88.44. No $88? Or if you're fancy, if you're bougie, you can get the hardback version for $596.02. I will admit I do like the hardback versions of books better, but not for $500. It's better when it's hard. What? <laughs> Stop it. They just look nice around my bookshelf, okay? Just fair warning, there was only one left in stock, so order soon. I'm going to check out my local library. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a few years, years later in 1997, Bert was once again accused of threatening a woman with whom he was having an affair. And Linda, Linda. Yeah, but Linda, of, of all people, appeared at his trial as a character witness for him. Oh, she's so... The guy who debilitated her and then also apparently cheated on her. She's so manipulated by him. What? What like, word? <laughs> she's like brainwashed by him. Like no, he's... But what was the... So she's manipulated. She's okay, there it is. Did I say it weird? Yes, That's what I've been drinking, sorry. I she was manipulated. <laughs> she's so manipulated by him. I don't know. Maybe I said it too fast. I don't know. Yeah. So, I knew what you meant. My mouth doesn't work right when I drink. It's okay. <laughs> it's a good thing I have a podcast where I drink and then talk. Ten years after that, in 2007, a documentary film was made about the couple, and it's called Crazy Love. Oh. The love that's crazy. Part of that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna watch it 20 minutes ago I know that one I was gonna watch it it's on Amazon Prime but you have to pay for it I pulled a Lindsay (laughs) I'm not paying I'm cheap (laughs) (laughs) I acknowledge that I'm an impulse buyer okay I'll buy that $2.99 I can handle that I'm not an impulse no I think it was more it was more expensive than $2.99 it was like hold on permission to look okay I mean, I if their hardcover was... book is $500, I'm just <laughs> very curious at this point. I think it was maybe like $5. Okay, that's Instead of that three, but... It is 91 minutes, and it is three ninety nine to rent. See, that's too much. Literally a dollar more than what <laughs> I said. Linda died of heart failure in 2013 at the age of 75, and that would have been where the story ends, except there have been new developments. <gasps> no. So Bruce died in December of last year at the age of, okay. yes, last year, at the age of 93. Um, supposedly, he didn't die in a suspicious manner. But what is odd is that he left a majority, like almost all of his $18 million in assets to his caregiver, who just happens to be a beautiful woman, almost half his age. Of course, yeah. There it is. She had been living with Bert for almost a year and providing total care for him. Allegedly, his will had been modified several times in recent years, and the latest version disinherited several friends and also made a significant reduction in the amount to be donated to the Foundation for the Visually Impaired that he had established to honor his late wife. So, sorry. For the Visually Impaired to honor his late wife that he blinded. blinded. You're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Too late, bud. He's trying. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Sure! In case this ever happens again in the world, they would have had more money. But, so, a lawyer for the foundation and another lawyer who had drafted previous versions of Bert's will are chain- challenging all of these charges. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, will are challenging all of these changes. Apparently, this live-in caregiver identified herself on the death certificate as Bert's spouse, which, what we know, she was not. Right. 
And the lawyers are alleging that she and her estranged husband, a former police officer, conspired to coerce Bert into altering his will after he was incapacitated by a stroke. They go so far as to allege that she withdrew food and medicine from him until he died. And her lawyer says that she was the last love of his life. But she suspiciously filed for an uncontested divorce in October, which just happened to be the same month that the will was changed for the last time. Mm, Suspicious. Very suspicious. So that is the strange, crazy love story involving Bert Pagosh. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I've never heard of that. Thank you for informing me. Once you started talking, the throwing the line, the face blinding, that rang a bell i heard of that i really thought for some reason you're gonna say that she came back and like killed him no so she nobody died of as we say nobody natural died causes. True crime. Mm-hmm. so we nobody dies in my are all on the same story because nobody really dies <laughs> in mine wow. natural causes only okay yeah. and i did one about a love obsession too that's crazy we maybe we just need a little refresher too. gosh you guys but not what kind of love can you flash again, Walter? Yeah. You here, Walter? Here. So do you want to tell them about what's going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I sent Sarah and Lindsay a video the other day. It was, when was it? Wednesday? I posted it to our uh, Instagram yeah. story. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, got, we got some oh. um, feedback from it. I didn't know. People liked it. Perfect. So I was just sitting there at the kitchen table Mind my own business. The, we have a living room lamp that was on. I was looking at a Costco handout. <laughs> and I kept noticing. You have such an exciting life. I know. That's <laughs> how Is your my, bird book nearby? It's in the corner. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that was very judgy and rude. <laughs> I was just adding it to your. Bird songs Bible. So I was just minding my own business. And I kept seeing this like flickering out of the corner of my eye. And so I turned around. And the light was just flickering kind of randomly. And before I even recorded that and sent you guys this, I was just asking, like, okay, I mean, I thought maybe, sure, maybe this was a ghost. Right. And so I was like, okay, can you turn that back on, please? And it would turn back on. And I was like, can you turn it off? And it turned off. So then that's whenever I pulled out my phone and I recorded, like, a quick, I don't know, five-minute clip my that light has just been flickering and so i don't know it maybe the light bulbs going out but mike says it's an led light and they don't go their life lifespan's pretty long compared to it's normal light bulbs flickered when we've been over here it really hasn't it. and it just started all of a sudden and then last night i was watching tv and the light was on and it just kept flickering and then it just turned all the way off and that's when i was like okay maybe the maybe the bulb's just out because um, it would not turn back on for anything. But then this evening, we turned it on. And while we've been recording, it's just kind of been flickering intermittently. And, yep. So, yep. yep. Walter, that you? What up? I believe it is. All right. So, I'm, I guess we all did obsessions, <laughs> which is so funny. Mine's, mine's a little bit type of different one. I got oh, you guys shot. a shot. Oh, yeah. It's <sighs> a surprise shot. Girl, this isn't like rum again, because I'm going to barf if it is. It's a surprise shot. In our new <laughs> shot glasses. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. We're going to. One, two, three, cheers. Oh, okay. Here we go. Bur- burn my nose hairs. It's Smirnoff. You don't wax your nose hairs? 
I do not. Oh, we need to do that. How yes, have we, we not done this yet? No. Cheers. It's Smirnoff watermelon sour. That's really good. I can taste I like the sour that. like now. All right. We are going to talk about Carl Tanzler. Oh, yeah. Wait, we haven't talked about this one yet? We have not. Okay. I don't know this one. All right. He I'm was behind born the times, apparently. on February 8th, 1877 in Dresden, Germany. Let me hear your German accents. Guten Tag. She stumbled over that word. <laughs> I forgot. What, I was going to say Guten Morgen, but it's... Kreisenfelter! <laughs> that was Lindsay Loud. <laughs> I mean, that was spot on. Why are you so angry? That's that was spot on. <laughs> you ever seen those TikToks where it's oh like my God, that was angrier than the New York accent? <laughs> oh, yes, you seen those TikToks where it's like That's American, <laughs> like you know, British or Spanish, and then German. Yes, and it's just so angry. That's well, exactly and like where, where they're like, this is how you say this in English. Yes, this is how you say in Spanish, and in like German, it's like. <laughs> I mean, I can't even. Oh no, it's very angry. Like what I just. <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you. I'm going Sorry to treasure that always. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. It was just yelling at me. It's really just a blur. <laughs> what did you say? I made up a word. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was uh, channeling the word for ambulance, whatever that one is. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> so while Tanzler was growing up in Germany, he reported that he was visited several times by a dead ancestor, the con- the Countess... I did not practice any of these words, guys. Hold on. The Countess? No. <laughs> countess I can do. Hold on. The Countess. Oh, countess <laughs> Anna Constantia von Kosel. Ooh, sounded great. Okay, yeah. thank you. And she would reveal the face of his one true love, who was a dark-haired, exotic woman. He grew up in Imperial Germany, but he moved to Australia just before the First World War started. He went back to Germany after the war to try to find his mother stayed there for a couple years and then he moved to the u.s because germany was pretty much in chaos during that time which no duh all right while he was in germany he did get married to doris schaefer and they had two children two daughters so in 1926 he immigrates to the u.s settling in florida because this is where his sister lived he was later joined by his wife and daughters and took a job as a radiology technician at the u.s marine hospital in key west florida under the name Carl von Kossel. So he changes his name several times. I'm referring to him as Carl Tanzler because that was his name when he died eventually. So, On April 22nd, 1930, Tanzler was working and met a woman named Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyas. She was a Cuban-American woman who was brought to the hospital by her mother for an exam, and she was 22 years old. Tanzler was pretty much like, this is the woman from my visions. So recognized her like right away as this is the foreign dark haired woman of my dreams, literally. So Elena, she had married in 1926, but her husband had left her after she miscarried and moved to Miami, Miami. So she was technically still married, but like separated, which P.S. Scumbag. All right. So she was eventually diagnosed with tuberculosis, which... This is the 1920s, 1930s. It was pretty fatal at that time. Eventually, it did claim the lives of almost all of her immediate family. So, 
Her father died in 1934, her mother in 1940, her sister and brother-in-law in 1944, and her other sister in 1934. So everyone died within a 10-year time frame from tuberculosis. Bummer. Yeah. Real sad. So anyways, Tansler, he attempted to treat her. He would bring her x-rays and other electrical equipment to her home to try to cure her. And like all these elixirs and different... I want to say potions. I know that's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> Different like medicines, like alternative okay. stuff. All right. Because he was trying to cure her, which at that point, tuberculosis was not curable. He showered her with gifts, jewelry, and clothing and professed his undying love for her. There is no evidence to ever show she felt the same way. So it's pretty much a one-sided obsession over here. In my notes, I put, we got a stage five clinger. A hundred percent. Uh-huh. So despite all of his cures, quote unquote, uh, she ended up dying of tuberculosis at her parents' home on October 25th of 1931. Tansler paid for her funeral and constructed a mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery, which he visited every single night. Wow. Dedication. Yes. I meant to put April here, but I put Aptil. Close enough. (laughs) All right. (laughs) April 1933. Uh, Tansler crept through the cemetery and removed her body from the mausoleum, bringing it home with him. So this is two years after she's died. Uh Uh-huh. For those at home, so. It's a stinky body. Yeah. All right. He said that he would go, when he would go (laughs) to the cemetery every night, he would serenade her (laughs) and sing songs to her. And her spirit would visit him (laughs) and tell him to take her home away from her grave. Uh Uh-huh. 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 All right. So he brings the body home. You guys would know better than me. What is a two-year-old body? It's probably not held together very How well. How do we know that? Because you guys <laughs> took anatomy and stuff. You're in the medical field. God. You know. You guys would know better because you <laughs> dig you've, up graves. <laughs> you've seen cadavers and stuff. <laughs> I haven't. Well, first of I all, mean, they're, usually they're fresher than that. Oh, okay, and then they're yes. preserved. But. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to say the body is not in good condition. I got gotcha. you. Okay. okay. So to preserve it, he attached the bones together with piano wire and he fitted her with glass eyes. Her skin was decomposing still. So he replaced it with silk cloth soaked in wax and plaster and then fashioned a wig from the hair that he got from her mother. So like her mother was giving him her hair. Or he so, was stealing it from her question. hairbrush. How do you think mm. that conversation went? Hey, Ma. Have some hair. <laughs> I want to know why like, his why her simple. mom had so much of her hair. Like, was it her hair? It says that he got her hair from. Or was her it mother. her mom's hair? That's what I thought. Like taking oh, his mom's be. hair. Could be her mom. Oh yeah, her mom's, hair. her mom's hair. His yeah. mama's in Germany. So that's what she looked like before she died. Okay. She was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is what she looks like now, or mm-hmm. what he had her looking like. Yeah. Creep. It's creepy. All right, so he was basically trying to preserve her body. He filled her abdominal and chest cavity with rags. He would dress her, used, I use this word for you, Boydston, mm. copious amounts mm-hmm. <laughs> of God. perfume and disinfectants <laughs> and other preserving agents to basically stall her decomposing and for the smell because he kept her in his bed. Mm-hmm. And slept next to her every Didn't night. He, or did you just say that? He stuffed air fresheners in her? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he slept next to her every night for seven years. Well, I mean, at some point, she's not even her anymore. It's just a bunch of 
Yeah. Yeah. Artificial stuff that he's created. It took nine years mm-hmm. before they realized that. Yeah. Ugh. I just like, even with air fresheners and perfume, the smell. I can't imagine. Ugh. Okay. That's really judgy. Um, no, I feel like that's accurate. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> October 1940. So, like I said, seven years later. So, people had seen him, like, dancing with her corpse in front of a window. But they didn't know it was, like, a corpse. They just mm-hmm. thought he was, like, being weird. They noticed him buying all these perfumes and stuff. and knew he lived alone in these women clothes. So, people start getting suspicious. Rumors start flying around. He's Elena's- got a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right. So the sister <laughs> hears about these rumors. So she goes to his home and finds the body there. So she notifies the police right away. He was arrested. He went through a psychological evaluation and was found mentally competent to stand trial on the charge of wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. So he had a hearing on October 9th, 1940, but he was eventually released because the statute of limitations had already expired by that point, which I don't know how long that is, but I mean, it'd been nine years since she died, seven years since he stole the body. So I don't know. Not very long, I guess. So her body was examined by physicians and pathologists, and they even put it on display at a funeral home where about 6,000 people came to look at it. Eventually, she was returned to the Key West Cemetery in an unmarked grave in a secret location, so he would not find her again. So, obviously, this got a lot of attention in the media, and people were even sympathetic to him at the time, saying he was just an eccentric romantic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't think that's a romantic. Interesting that he was found competent, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. scary, actually. I think he was heartbroken. Well, obviously, it was a one way relationship. Like she was never in a relationship with him. She never reciprocated. It was his obsession. And people thought that that was an eccentric romantic. Like what? Mm. This is not okay. Even if you're married to somebody for 70 years, you don't steal their body (laughs) out of their grave and keep them in your bed for seven years. (sighs) That's creep. That's not eccentric. (laughs) All right. So research. It's kind of iffy about whether there was evidence of necrophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, two doctors who attended the 1940 autopsy, Dr. Foraker and Dr. Dipu, recalled... <laughs> Is he a, a GI doctor? No. A... It's D-E-P-O-O. Colorectal surgeon. <laughs> Dipu. <laughs> it doesn't say what kind of doctors they are. That's a guess. Just, just a random guess. I just told you. I know. <laughs> Um, His name gave it away. <laughs> they both attended the autopsy in 1940, and they recalled that a vaginal tube had been inserted into the vagina to allow for intercourse. Ugh, okay. But they did not come forward with this until 1972, so 30 years later. Because they didn't say anything for 30 years, some have called this into question, because during the autopsy, there was no evidence of a vaginal tube, um, and it's not documented like in any of the photos. So, Tansler moved to Pasco County, Florida in 1944 and wrote an autobiography, if you want to read it, called Fantastic Adventures. Okay. (laughs) Well, pass. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. (laughs) He received his U.S. citizenship in 1950. They gave him citizenship? He got citizenship. For God's sake. Because he never got, like, he never went to trial because the statute of limitations expired. 
you know, like, you know what we heard this about you, but it's fine. We'll let it slide. Yeah. He was an eccentric romantic. How dare you? <laughs> you're not the worst person here. <laughs> exactly. So you'll be fine. He We've got our own got, issues. Yes. Yeah. He never got like found guilty of anything. So mm-hmm. he used a death mask, which is basically like a plaster cast that they made of her mm-hmm. to create a life-size sculpture in his home. Blech. He lived with it until his death at 75 years old on July 3rd, 1952. And it took three weeks before they discovered his body in his home. So there's conflicting reports about his death. Some say that he was found in the arms of her sculpture. And others say that he died on the floor in front of her sculpture. So This is in Key West? This is in, by this point, he is in Pasco County, Florida. Oh, I don't know where that is. I don't know what city it is either. I just looked at the county. Okay. Um, It has been rumored that he had the body switched or her remains were returned to him and he died with the real body. (laughs) But nobody knows. Ooh, conspiracy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are rumors floating around that he actually poisoned her to put her out of her misery when she was sick. Aww. Because poison. she was dying a very slow death. Poison. She was dying a very slow death. I knew that wasn't good. He probably, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. You guys are terrible people. <laughs> he knew she wasn't going to live because oh, nobody boy. survived tuberculosis at that point. So. There's some reports that he put her out of her misery, but who knows? So he didn't really kill her, but he was just a very um, creepy and obsessed old man. And we're just going to look at that picture of her again. Cute. Yeah. I like her eyebrows. I was just supposed to say those eyebrows. Well done. Like, it looks like a paper mache of someone. And like to think that that's like an actual body. Well, it's just hard for me to discern what's body and what's artificial. Sure. I know, because that, by that point, when you have to, like, preserve so much, what's actually left? Left. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cheers. Oh, yes. Cheers. And I told her I didn't fill it up all the way because I actually used the last of this liquor, so. Okay. I owe you one. Because I used the last of it. <laughs> Cheers. That tasted vodka-y. Mm-hmm. A little burny. I feel like you guys should know this one. Red Red Berry. Yep. <laughs> Which is good because guess where guess where I'm taking you? Sorry. America. It's like I can't not <laughs> Red White and Berry. I'm thinking Red White and Blue. France. Think more vodka. Oh. Vodka Russia. 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 <laughs> guess where I'm taking you? America. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> I thinking Red White and Blue. Red White and Berry. Uh, I said oh, France no, next. Huh? I went from America <laughs> to France. Funny. Canada has red, white, and blue, too, don't they? No, that's red and white. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. You're right. Who am I thinking of besides France? I know France. Russia. Oh, I don't know. No, Russia is red. And, and white yellow. And blue. Russia is not yellow. It's Their okay. flag? Hold, please. Damn it, she's right. <laughs> I was thinking of Soviet Union with the red flag and mm-hmm. the yellow sickle and hammer. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Thank okay. Thank you. You right. know your flags. You are not. <laughs> you're gonna. That was supposed to be a burn, but you were right, and then so she's making herself feel better. Ooh, <laughs> nerd! You know that you're you nerd. <laughs> I'm so offended. I have a Russian accent. You want to hear it? I'd love to. Oh my gosh, I would love to hold, please. Okay, now go. <clears throat> hello. <laughs> what did you just say? Was that hello? It was hello. <laughs> In English, but with a Russian. <laughs> I can't even think of what a Russian accent would sound like. I actually have no idea what it sounded real nasally. I know. Yellow, yellow. 
Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Our accent <laughs> game is strong tonight. Listen, you I... have never been anywhere. <laughs> Me neither. I haven't been outside the um, And that's why yours are terrible, continent. too. Yeah. Remember, remember our Italian story? Oh, my God. Don't even get us started on that. Alfredo. <laughs> Spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> Pepperoni pizza. <laughs> we only said names. No, I said arifiaci. <laughs> we only said food names. Okay, well, back to Russia. That's that where we're fun. going. And you are not going to believe what I've talked about. You're also doing a love obsession. Okay. I'm just going to just gonna let it. you uh, learn it. as we go. I would love I to learn. Not finish my shot. Oh, God you damn it. still <laughs> finished it? What's wrong with you? I also did not practice the town name, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Prepare to butcher it. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, God, I thought happening? you like red, white, and berry. Oh, I do. It's, it's a burny flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to tell you about Anatoly Moskvin. Okay. That was beautiful. I Yeah, don't know this. Okay. Okay, he was born September 1st, 1966. <laughs> 1966. He grew Not up. 1965, but the year after. <laughs> That's right. But the year after. Feel better? Yep. He grew up in a city called Nisni Novgorod. <laughs> Look at you. That was impressive. I feel like you did an accent really? there. That was great. Okay. Oh, you really didn't practice? I swear to God, I did not practice. So there's not a lot to say about his childhood, but he claims that when he was a young boy, he began wandering through cemeteries. Same. With some of his friends. I mean, I've been to cemeteries not when I was same. a teenager, too. Just alone. <laughs> no, I went with my friends. <laughs> Solo? <laughs> we played hide and seek in a cemetery <laughs> once. One time? Oh my god, you rebel. Just you know once. what? We You're trespassed like- in a cemetery once. Yeah, it was late at night, and my friend, it was that one time because my friend lived in a neighborhood across the street from a cemetery, so we mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. went there and played hide and seek in the cemetery. It was fun. I don't actually remember going to cemeteries when I was little, but Wait, I, I want to hear your story. You trespassed in a cemetery. <clears throat> well, it was a very small cemetery behind a neighborhood, and we went into it. At night. <laughs> That's a great oh my God. story. <laughs> wow. So I'm a rebel. And you went by yourself that. or with friends? No, I was with one or two people. Okay. And what did you guys do in the cemetery? You just walked around? Yeah. I think we went in. Explored. Went out. Went in. Out. And out. You went in and out? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, anyhow. Um, Cemeteries. You know what sounded bad? It sounded like I did dirty things, but I did not. No, I know. I know you didn't. I meant that very innocently. Literally meant you just went in there. I didn't didn't mean mean it like that. (laughs) I like you're holding onto your two cans of alcohol. Oh my gosh. You know what? You're making it worse. We just visited. It was two girls myself. We paid our respects. Not that that's bad, but you. To the dearly departed. We are gathered here We're going to need to stop. We're both just. <laughs> <laughs> Are we having a wedding? What is happening now? I don't know. I think it was a funeral, but yeah. <laughs> it's really unclear at this moment. Okay, well, they had one particular uh, <laughs> cemetery that they like to go to. All yes, right, so he cemeteries. visited them often when he was a child. So he started to kind of develop this fascination with cemeteries, okay? With death. Anatoly did. So he claims um, that his interest in the dead began after he watched a funeral procession mm. for an eight, 11-year-old girl, not 8-year-old. 
he claims that um, the people at the funeral forced him to kiss the dead girl's face and said, an adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her face as ordered. It was a babushka. It probably was. I think you're right. All right, so we're going to fast forward a little bit. He graduated from Moscow State University and was well-known in different academic circles. He is described by his colleagues as a genius and also eccentric. Who does this sound like, Lindsay? An eccentric romantic. (laughs) What? You're not going to believe this story. Where can I find an eccentric romantic? (laughs) His main interests, though, were Celtic history and folklore and also languages and linguistics. So he was a smart dude. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. He had a secret interest in much darker things, including cemeteries, which we've already established. Um, Also, burial rituals, death, and the occult. Wow. Thank you. Uh, He collected a large number of books and documents, supposedly over 60,000. Lindsay likes like more than your book collection, Lindsay. (laughs) But he also had a ton of dolls. Do you have tons of dolls? I did. All right. So he never (laughs) married anyone and he lived a pretty secluded life. He actually lived with his parents most of his life. He also didn't drink or smoke and was also supposedly a virgin and thought that sex was dirty and awful. That's just how he grew up. So Anatoly was a a polyglot. I I don't know what that is. Uh, So it's a really fancy name for meaning that they can speak more than one language. Oh, uh, poly means multiple. So polyglot. Glot must mean languages. (laughs) Obviously. I nailed it. (laughs) I thought I'd include that as my tip of the day. You're welcome. Yes. In 2005, he was asked to summarize and list the dead in more than 700 cemeteries in 40 different regions. So between the years of 2005 and 2007, he claimed that he had inspected 752 cemeteries and walked almost 19 miles per day. Seems a little excessive, but that was per Anatoly. He also claims that uh, during this time, he would drink from the puddles, spend nights in haystacks and abandoned farms, and would sleep in cemeteries. He was really committed to his work. Okay, he would go out and just stay in the cemeteries for days on end. And uh, sometimes this meant that he would sleep inside of an empty coffin that was being prepared for a funeral. He was actually arrested on November 2nd of 2011. Um, Police were investigating a series of grave desecrations. Uh-oh. This sounds eerily similar to Lindsay's story. It does. So I'm over here biting my tongue as you're telling your story because I'm thinking... My God, we basically told the same story. How did that happen? I don't know. Twins. Basically. So once the police searched his home, they found 26 bodies in his house and in his garage. Damn! <laughs> uh, Ooh, the bodies, though, they were of deceased children, and they were oh. between the ages of 3 and 12. Um, there was a video that was released, and it showed the bodies propped up on shelves and mm. on couches and in small rooms surrounded with books and clutter. Like dolls. And even though they found 26 bodies, police actually suspected him of desecrating many more, some say up to 150. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, they discovered instructions from Anatoly on how to make dolls. Yes. Nailed it. Yes, you did. They also found maps of the cemeteries, photographs and videos that showed the open graves with the bodies in them. Um, so, I mean, there really was, like, they knew it was him doing this. Well, it's interesting because 
they thought he was doing like this this great work. Well, they sent him out to do it. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, plot twist. Yeah. Bad things were happening. That's correct. Mm. So he told the parents of the children whose bodies he took from the graves. He oh. told them, you abandoned your girl, girls in the cold and I brought them home with me and warmed them up. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so unfortunately, though, surprisingly, none of these were definitively tied to the bodies that were found at the house. So the ones that were missing from the graves, they couldn't really tell from the way they were. Because, as you know, when they're removed from graves, they don't really look the same. Sure. And I'm sure he messed with them. So he was, though, charged for the desecration of graves and dead bodies, which carried up to five years in prison. The charge originally included a hate crime because some of the graves that were defaced were of Muslims. But this charge was later dropped. I just thought that was interesting. And he told the police, quote, do not rebury the girls too deeply because I will gather them again when I'm free. Okay, Anatoly. A psych evaluation determined that he had some form of paranoid schizophrenia and that he was unfit to stand trial. So this meant that he was able to avoid any type of prison time, but he would be sentenced to, quote, coercive medical measures, which in Russia, I'm not really sure what that means. I was going to say it'd probably be like um, a psychiatric hold. I'm sure it would. I'm I'm sure it is of some sort, but yeah, I just, that's you know. like Russia's... mandatory psychiatric evaluation. Uh, since then, he has lived in the psych facility where his stay has been reviewed and extended many times. Mm. A spokesman is quoted as saying, after three years of monitoring him in a psych facility, it's absolutely clear that Moskvin is not mentally fit for trial. He will therefore be kept for psych treatment at the clinic. Um, in 2018, though... The doctors of the facility said that he was no longer a danger to society and requested early release. However, in February 2019, they quickly withdrew this statement. So they put it out there and they were like, nope, never mind. I take it back. Why? They didn't say. Mm. Mm -hmm. He's he's a weird dude. So I'm not sure exactly. Mm -hmm. So after he was arrested, um, he stated that he felt great sympathy for the dead children and that and thought that they could be brought back to life by either science or black magic. So he learned through his studies of Celtic culture that the ancient druids would sleep on graves in order to communicate with the spirits of the dead. And he would then search the obituaries and see if any one of them spoke to him. And if it did, he would sleep on that child's grave in order to determine if the spirit wanted to be brought back to life. Okay. So he thought he was just like he had the magic touch, I guess. And as he got older, it got harder for him to sleep in the grave. So he just started bringing the bodies back with him. <laughs> he was like, I can't do bad this anymore. back. My bad back. <laughs> I'll just take him out of the grave and bring him home with me because mm-hmm. that's easier. Um, once the bodies were exhumed, he would dry them out before bringing them home and making them into dolls. And he did <sighs> They're this. not flowers. I know. Hmm. But he had to because they are, they're kind of How do you? Moist. No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, they talk about it, but I didn't go into too too much sure. detail there. Sure, sure. So he, he did this because he felt that their dead bodies were too decayed and ugly for them to be comfortable in their afterlife. So he would wrap their limbs in cloth and stuff their body cavities with rags and padding so they appeared full. This sounds a lot like your story. How about air fresheners? I didn't get anything about air fresheners, but he did put music boxes up in their rib cages. Oh, like a little heartbeat, but a musical heartbeat. But like a doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of weird. 
And he would decorate their faces also with wax and nail polish and dress them in children's clothing and wigs. This is disturbing. (sighs) They literally looked like large dolls. I'll show you when we're done here. Pictures of them. Can't wait. Um, And nobody really thought anything of it. So keep in mind, he lived with his parents. And they saw just large dolls in their house. Oh. They didn't think anything of it. So his mother is quoted as saying, We saw these dolls, but we did not suspect that they were dead bodies. We thought it was his hobby to take such big dolls and didn't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> so just the last thing I'll say is he said that there was never any sexual motivation. As I mentioned earlier, he thought sex was dirty and he didn't want anything to do with it. So he basically loved these children as his own, but like to the extreme. So he would also have birthday parties for them and include them in all of the holiday celebrations. So there you go. Well, that was... <laughs> interesting it's a downer one and i'm sorry i just want to say how you talked about obsessive love Uh yes i talked about obsessive love and like keeping a dead corpse Mm -hmm. in the home and you talked about keeping a dead corpse in the home isn't that crazy i know when you were talking i'm like holy shit none of us had like an actual murder no and we all related to each other so i've always been i've been wanting to do a story on him for a long long time and i even thought while i was writing it i'm like this doesn't involve like an actual murder do they are they gonna hate this i thought the same thing that's too (laughs) funny (laughs) i didn't even have a second thought and then i knew she'd be like just you're overthinking it just do it so here we are and you're welcome and then Lindsay and i happened to do a very similar story it was a nice progression yeah um, I loved it. Strong work. Well done, TTG. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to our true crime episode. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com and find all of our socials from there. Or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great view anywhere you listen to podcasts at all. We would greatly appreciate it. We sure would. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>